1: 2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. Well, good morning. And you are listening to the Garden Wise Show with Keith Funk and Luann Aiken today. Jim is absent, he's on hiatus
2: and loving it.
1: I'm sure he is. Um, so Luann graciously agreed to come in and sit in as a guest host in in his stead. And for those of you who don't know Luann, Luann Aiken is the garden ambassador at Tagawa Greenhouse, Tagawa Gardens, Gardens excuse me.
2: Used to be Tagawa Greenhouse. Yeah. Yeah. It was before we were born. Oh. <laughs> 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 they have a long and loving family history. You know?
1: Well, welcome, Luann. We I really appreciate you coming in and joining me. It's always nice to have two people here to carry on a conversation. And
2: It's an energy thing.
1: It is an energy thing, and, and you're going to bring a whole new perspective into the, the studio today. So.
2: <laughs> like it or not.
1: Like it or not. That's exactly <laughs> right. So what you can do as a listener is participate in the show by giving us a call with your gardening questions. And there's a very special phone number you need to use. Learn it, live it, love it. 303-477-2473. That's 303-477-2473. So write that down, have it by your phone. Oh, wait a minute. People don't have things by their phone anymore. What am I saying? You can tell what generation I grew up in where the phones were attached to the wall.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and now they're attached to and you have
1: bulletin boards there, and you put things up there. Yeah, no, there's no, no such yeah. thing as by the phone anymore, I don't think.
2: The phone is by you. That's
1: exactly you right, are. yeah. And it's not really a phone anymore. It's a, it's a small computer with it a is. phone app.
2: It is, and, and that's, you love them, and you hate them, and you lose them, and <laughs> your life shuts down.
1: Do you go into a panic when you don't know where yours is?
2: No, I, get, um, I still have a landline, so I call myself.
1: Well, I'll do that, too, but if it's shut off.
2: I rarely shut it off except at night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, just ask my husband. It's like, have you seen my phone <laughs> or my keys?
1: I'm always surprised. I, I don't think I'm that attached to it. Yeah. But then if I, if I think I've lost it or misplaced it or left it somewhere, I panic. go into a panic. And yeah. I, after I find my phone, I think, why did I do that? Why did I get so upset?
2: You know what I've done? I've gotten t- to a point where I've I set it down in an odd place, I say, phone, <laughs> keys. <laughs> so, so maybe somewhere I in love my it. memory. Yeah, I like that. I did see it somewhere.
1: That's great. Well, um, Luann is going to be here to answer your questions along with me today.
2: And to ask you questions.
1: Oh, you're going to ask me questions?
2: I, absolutely. Oh, no. going to on this spot. Once a reporter, always a reporter.
1: Okay. All right. All right. How long have you been uh, ambassador over there at Tagawa's? Th-
2: Thirteen and a half years.
1: Thirteen and a half
2: Yeah, left Channel Four. Was retired for three days and went to. Work. Three days. <laughs> yeah, it was a holiday weekend. It was Memorial <laughs> Weekend. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh!
1: Amazing. And why don't you tell us what a Garden Ambassador does at Tagawa's.
2: Well, initially, when when I decided it was time to get out of television, um, I was literally I, I would meet the helicopter over at Centennial Airport, mm-hmm. and I was going up Parker Road, getting re- ready to turn left on Bronco. Boulevard and there's Takawa's of course and I thought that's where I want to work really yeah so I made it I said what can I possibly do I knew they were very busy I knew they didn't have time to go out into the community and yet they were incredibly community oriented Mm -hmm. so I developed a proposal I made up a name Um, it was originally Garden Outreach Ambassador because I saw myself doing classes taking their props and plants out into the community and, and just presenting some basic information for like to
1: garden clubs yeah, and yeah garden clubs, rotaries and things kids, like that exactly uh-huh.
2: exactly, um, and and Beth, the, one, the lovely store manager, I presented it to her and the the other amigos, Jim and Chuck, mm. three amigos, yeah. right? three amigos, um, and I presented it and then walked away and and said, let me know what you think. And about a week later, Beth called and said, we want to do it. We just don't know what it's going to look like.
3: Now okay. that's faith. Yeah. And
2: I've taken that with me ever since. Yeah. You know. And so it just expanded now. I do the blogs. Um, I do commercials for you guys mm-hmm. um, when I'm not here in person. Um, we do videos. We have probably 130 videos on YouTube. How to mm-hmm. videos that are from Tagawa. And Which so we will talk about today, by the great, way. Great. Yeah. It's good fun. So, I, I, you know, with COVID, things kind of pulled back a bit. But we did, I'm guessing, maybe 15 Zoom classes. Since January, mm-hmm. try to keep our foot in it and let people know we're still here, doing the educational piece because that's hugely important for Taggo oh. gardens
1: that's it's hugely important for any garden yeah. center is yeah. education because exactly. that's where it happens you don't get education at the big box store other than maybe disappointment yeah but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> at the garden centers that's where the education happens
2: yeah, and that's huge it's not just about the product of the plant, it's about letting people know how to succeed. With mm-hmm. what they're doing, and so that's that's a priority, a big priority for Tagawa's. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we have a great staff there now. My my outreach and events buddies are four of us who work that pretty much full time. In, in wow,
1: boy, it's really grown.
2: Yeah, it's really grown, and then that's kind of spread out into other community issues and involvement and mm-hmm. things. So it's a great place to work, and and I've I've never worked for people as wonderful as this.
1: Oh, that's that's a really love nice em, love
2: them dearly. That's, yeah.
1: a, that, that's a nice, uh, what would you call that, endorsement? No, not an endorsement. I can't think of the
2: word sort right of a now. a blessing.
1: <laughs> a blessing. There you go. <laughs>
2: yeah. There you go. Yeah.
1: Well, welcome to the show, mm-hmm. and uh, welcome to our callers. Calling in at 303-477-2473. We have Fred on the line right now out in Aurora who wants to talk to us. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. What's going on?
4: Okay, so my wife, we planted a hibiscus. Now, um, with the non-water we're getting, how often should I be watering it?
1: That's a good question, Fred. Um, I'm assuming that you planted one of the hardy perennial hibiscus that dies to the ground every year and comes back, or is it a Rosa Sharon type?
4: <coughs> Excuse me. Um, no, this one's supposed to come back every year.
1: Okay. Uh, did it have? Did it have really large flowers, like as big as your face? Yes. Okay. Now we know what that is. That's the perennial <laughs> hibiscus. And they are a, a water lover. Uh I don't know if you've been if you've seen the same thing, Luann, but I know that the the parentage of those hybrids, they uh they go back to swamp plants mm-hmm. that, that grow in water. So these are plants that do not like to dry out ever. Okay. So uh, I guess to answer your question more specifically, uh, if you just planted it this last year, it's, it's, you know, it takes two or three years for them to get well established. I would say maybe every, every two weeks or so, go okay. out there with a five-gallon bucket and, and slowly water that plant with a five-gallon bucket.
2: Should, should he check with a screwdriver or something to make sure that soil is open enough to take the water?
1: Yeah, if the soil is frozen, there's no point. Okay. Yeah, so take a screwdriver or, or something you can jab into the ground to see if, see if the water will go in. Okay, and Thank even if really the much. Even if the soil feels slightly moist, before you water water it anyway. And I'm just talking okay. about hibiscus. Now, that doesn't apply to the entire landscape, but for hibiscus, I would.
2: And All if, righty then. If this is brand new, it might be helpful to make a little moat around it. No, yeah. To, to help you get the water where it's supposed to go instead of having instead it run off in every which direction. All right. And mulching mulching is a
1: good idea yeah. as well. If you can put some um, grass clippings or pile some leaves around it or some bark mulch, that sort of thing. A few, just a two or three inches deep, not much more than that. Uh, no problem. That will help hold the moisture in and uh, protect the crown.
2: Okay, thank you very much.
1: You're welcome, Fred. Thanks for calling.
2: I was going to ask, what about trimming that back at what point do you do you not you know that's a good
1: mm, i think it's up to the individual i there's no reason that you need to prune it back until it starts growing next spring exactly you can leave those stems up all winter long if Mm -hmm. you if you don't want if you don't want to if you don't like the looks of them and pretty soon they're going to be dead because Mm -hmm. the cold weather is just going to kill those stems and once something's dead i mean you can take it off anytime so if you don't like looking at them I I I would say go ahead and cut them back, but leave a few inches above the ground so that you can find it next spring.
2: Yeah, well, it's the
1: it's the last thing in the world to green up.
2: We used to say leave leave some of the stubble there so that it can catch the snow, but I'm not sure I'm not sure that adage still holds because we can't seem to okay. get yeah. any snow.
1: Yeah, and there's no. and there's not much stubble to hibiscus. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no. yeah, that's a good point though yeah. with other plants uh, that. Having something sticking up above the ground right. does help capture moisture. And it looks moisture.
2: much better than my little survey flags that I have out right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew water me. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> that's a good idea.
2: You know, it's, it's not attractive, but it's effective.
1: Yeah. That, that would hold well for um, planting in fall bulbs, too. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, nine times out of ten, I'll forget where I put them. Or I might be watering a foot too far to one side, yeah. you know. Yeah.
2: Of course, that's the, they're very effective until my dogs trample the flag. Oh, and detach it from the little wire, and now I'm trying to figure out what flag goes to which wire. <laughs> dogs, you gotta love them, but you do. Uh, you yeah. garden differently when you have four dogs. Four. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't realize you had four.
2: I don't have an HOA, so it's okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. All right. What kind of dogs are they?
2: Um, Mutts? Sophie is a is a yellow lab. Okay. Gus is a bearded collie. Mm-hmm. Dooley is a we haven't a clue, and Gracie is Lhasa-ish.
1: Okay. Yeah. So a variety of sizes and yeah. temperaments. Yeah,
2: they all get along mostly very well. Well, good. Right? Now, never walk into an empty house. Kind of, <laughs> <kind of fun. laughs> That's nice. It's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, let's see. What, what are some of the things we were going to talk about today? I just wanted to mention to everybody listening Number one, the phone number is 303-477-2473. The lines are all open, so there's, there's not going to be any waiting. And, uh, you know, if in the future, it doesn't apply to right now because obviously you're listening, but in the future, if you happen to miss a Saturday show, you can, you can pick up the show Sunday evening. And uh, it is re- the, the, sh- the Saturday show. Today's show will be rebroadcast tomorrow night from 6 to 8 and that happens every week. Each new show will be rebroadcast. They won't rebroadcast <laughs> this one over and over. Forever. Yeah, um, and you can you can also listen to us either here on eight ten, a.m. or you can listen to us on ninety five point three, FM. And the show will be rebroadcast on both stations on Sunday.
2: And my best and easiest way to listen is on my phone. I mm-hmm. just asked to stream. Yeah, you, you can
1: stream it, uh, exactly. Yeah,
2: so that's really helpful. Yep. Because AM radios anymore, you know, I have yeah, no, they to f- have a great radio. They can radio.
1: be fussy. But yeah. that's what the nice thing about the FM is that Perfect. Yeah. most people have exactly. a decent FM. Exactly. And then another way that you can listen to the show any day of the week that you want, at any time of day, is by going to listen to the show as a podcast. Yeah. And we break it up into two one-hour podcasts. And I guess you can go to just about any... Podcast platform, but what I where I put it is in a in a on a website called Podbean.com.
2: I use that a lot, and it's really easy to navigate for people who might be intimidated by yeah all things exactly streaming.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that's that's Pod p o d bean b e a n dot com, and then you just type in the there's a little search window at the very top that you can just plug in the Gardenwise show
2: and you can create a library you can save that show mm-hmm. to your library and it's real easy to find
1: okay good well we've got we've got all the shows posted there back to when we started here at the legend uh in april
2: in april i was gonna ask yeah it's the first time i've been here in person with you okay since then
1: so yep. so yeah you can you can listen to any of the shows all the way back to april and and they'll be there i don't know for a long time.
2: And before that, <laughs> you're just in our hearts.
1: Oh, what a sweetheart.
2: Because <laughs> so, you go back a ways.
1: Well, we do. In, We're, Jan- in January, we'll be starting our 28th year wow. on the air. Wow. At various places.
2: This program should be married and have kids.
1: I know. I we should have some good. kind of an award. I
2: know. <laughs> don't, don't get me started. No. Oh, what? <laughs> be careful what you ask for.
1: <laughs> oh, let's see. What else? Was, I was going to ask you a few things. <clears throat> I know that since Tagawa's is... Um, a big greenhouse, yep, yeah, garden center and nursery. I imagine you are full of all things Christmas color right now, like poinsettias and Christmas cactus, it's, uh, amaryllis, and what have amaryllis,
2: you. Amaryllis, Christmas trees. Yeah, um, we're proud of our the way we have our indoor forest, so you're not shopping for your tree outside. Mm-hmm. You know, That's nice. Elements. Um, as soon as the crew gets those those truckloads of trees in, they give it a fresh cut. They put it in water, standing up. And you can shop for your tree at our indoor forest, fully hydrated. You pick your tree. We give it another fresh cut, bag it up, help you load it, and wish you happy holidays.
1: That's excellent. It's a good system. Yeah, I like standing up. Yeah. Inside, you can walk around the tree, see all sides. It's had a chance to relax Mm -hmm. and the branches to fall.
2: Yeah, and, so and then in
1: water that's an, that's an extra step you never see that hardly ever anymore
2: well I've been doing it as long as I've been there yeah. and it just makes sense it does you know? and I'm all sup- for people you know being enterprising and setting up your tree lot on the, on the corner but look what it, look what they're exposed to wind sun mm-hmm. no water leaning against the fence it's you know do what works for you but we're real proud of, of how we handle our uh, trees and, and people are loyal because Mm -hmm. the trees do so well
1: that's excellent and do you recommend they put anything in the water when they get it home any kind of additive
2: we have some that that we can sell but i think it's individual choice i think the reviews go either way what's your take
1: um i would i would hesitate to put any of the the homegrown recipes that you see online Mm -hmm. especially anything that contains sugar right that's the worst that's the worst thing you can do
2: long-standing advice
1: yeah Uh, Sugar just encourages bacterial and fungal growth in the water, and that plugs up the water-conducting tubes in the trunk of the tree, and it's going to shorten the life of the tree, not lengthen it. Right. So.
2: And what about the commercial preservatives?
1: Commercial preservatives? I I guess it depends on what's in them. Uh, They're not all the same, so just read the ingredients. But if there's anything in there that contains sugar, I'd avoid it.
2: Yeah. And I think people often underestimate how quickly and how much water... A freshly cut, meaning recut, mm-hmm. base, tree will soak up.
1: Yes. A lot more than a tree stand will hold. Yeah. Typically.
2: And th- I'd like to see, encourage people to get their tree, leave it in a bucket of water for a day or two mm-hmm. rather than just taking it home and plopping it up and decorating it if you can, you know, afford the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Put it in the garage. Mm-hmm. Your car will be fine outside for one night. <laughs>
2: right. 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 Um, so it's, yeah, it's just getting it rehydrated as much as possible for mm-hmm. for Colorado conditions.
1: Exactly. So um, let's see, what else? Oh, uh, greens. Cut greens. Cut you greens. I bet you have all kinds of cut you greens as well.
2: I have a lot of cut greens. Um, my favorite, we probably have six, maybe six, seven different types of greens. Okay. Um, my favorite is that incense cedar. Oh, yeah. It's, it's graceful. It's kind of flat, but not. And it's got these little pollen pods, which I guess you'd consider to be the flower uh-huh. of the tree.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and they look like little decorations all by themselves, like almost little tiny And they're kind of drapey. Oh, they're, dra- they're just so elegant. Yeah. yeah that's and amazing. they
1: smell so they good. They smell wonderful. Now, one thing I learned in my, my job when I was a landscaper and installing mm-hmm. greens uh, at clients' homes... Mm-hmm. One thing that helps a tremendous amount when you get those greens home is to put them in a tub of water. The whole thing, submerge it. Weight it down if you have to. Mm-hmm. Get it underwater overnight before you start using them. And then take them out, shake them off. And if, if you want to go to the next step to get them to last as long as possible, use a, what's called an anti-transparent spray. Mm-hmm. The, probably the easiest one to find on the market here is called Wilt Proof. Right. And it's a it's a clear, organic based. I think it's a pine. It's
2: made out of pine resin. Based pine thing. resin. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's it's not a nasty chemical. It doesn't right. put a smell on anything. And you you spray that on your greens and let it dry, which takes about an hour, and then you're ready to go.
2: Put it on something, an old shower curtain or something. Oh, good point. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't found that the will proof. Um, stains but it can be a little sticky for a while
1: yeah probably. and i would i definitely would do yeah. it outside Mile. yeah so you're not getting it on carpets or mm-hmm. furniture that sort yeah. of thing
2: you know it, i hear some mixed reviews i'm loyal to wilt proof because it's colorado why wouldn't you do mm-hmm. the most you can do just to increase your odds a bit
1: well, there, there are people who use that product on live plants outside.
2: Hollies and so
1: Hollies, uh, broadleafed evergreens, even things like yews mm-hmm. that are in a really exposed, or arborvita, that are in a really exposed location. That have, you know, these are plants that have a tendency to like moisture all the time, which we don't have, mm-hmm. and they like more humidity, which we don't have in the winter. And if they're in a really sunny or uh, maybe a windy location, they'll dehydrate pretty badly, and people will use that in the winter to keep the water in the plant. So that it doesn't lose the water.
2: And spray both sides of the leaf.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially the underside. That's where the water loss happens. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's been plenty of studies out there that shows that it works if it's applied at the appropriate time. You don't want to put it on early in the fall.
2: Because of sensitivity to the sun?
1: No, because the plant, all plants need to go through a certain amount of dry down in the fall to concentrate the cell sap to make them more cold hardy. If you spray too early, you slow that or stop that process, and the plants actually get damaged
2: from More cold weather. than if you hadn't used it at all.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you want to let them have their dry down and, and you know, maybe December, mm-hmm. mid, early to mid-December, late, even late December, like this year, this, everything is so dang warm. Yeah. That, um, yeah, put it on as late as you can before we get into that really cold difficult weather
2: continuously cold yes and and
1: and during weather that you can't water because the ground is frozen
2: right right
1: so that does help those plants
2: yeah so I love to do things with greens um we have a a program where we bundle up a lot of the Fraser fur trimmings oh yeah and it's like a seven pound bundle for sixteen dollars and there's a lot of ways you can do that in your decorating and we actually have um, Julie from our annuals department Doing demos on how to use that bundle of Fraser greens mm-hmm. um, to make a porch pot, and that's ten to three. I believe this weekend and next weekend. Oh, that's so you can excellent. Walk by and show you
1: well, let's let's talk about porch pots after this. Okay. We have got to go take a break right now. Yeah, sure. And when we get back, we'll talk some more about porch pots and what the heck is a porch pot and how do you make it and why would you want to. I'll be here. All right. So you're listening to the Garden Wise Show, and this is A10, the Legend.
5: As a gardener, you already know that happy, healthy roots translate to happy, healthy plants. Unfortunately, not all potting mixes are created equal. And without a good soil environment for healthy root growth, your houseplants, herbs, and other potted plants are sentenced to a life of hard labor or worse. That's why all gardeners need to know about Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix. choice of professional nursery and greenhouse growers a long-lasting all-purpose performer Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix has everything necessary your plants need to thrive including slow-release humates to promote healthy roots and vibrant vigorous plants when you want to know which product works best find out what the experts use Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix your plants will love you for it ask for Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix by name at your favorite independent garden center Jared's Garden Center Tagawa Gardens, Wilmore Nursery, and Nick's Garden Center. Be sure and tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you.
4: Call into The Fix-It Show with your questions about your home, Saturday morning at 930 specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from
1: 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. All right, we are back to the show, the Garden Wise show. My name is Keith Funk. I'm your host today, along with a special guest host, Luanne Aiken from Tagawa Gardens.
2: Good morning.
1: Good morning. Thank you for joining me. Now, we were talking about porch pots. What the heck is a porch pot?
2: Porch pots, I guess, are, are common more in the Midwest. I first um, became familiar with them when Tagawa started bringing in special greens mm-hmm. to, to make them. Um, and so if you think of a porch pot, well, think of your summer container with all of its mixed annuals, mm-hmm. right? And you, a lot of people will go with thriller, filler, spiller. Thriller tall, mm-hmm. uh, dominant, filler around the, the, the a little less height, a little less uh, density, and then spillers that spill over the pot. Yeah. So you create that with evergreens. And I, in your case, you said you use um, a little artificial tree. As i thriller? do and I, that makes a lot of sense i it,
1: it's easy to find that yeah. way and uh i think about i think about three footers
2: yeah yeah
1: and you just you just jam them into the pot the into the soil the potting soil that's yeah. left from the annuals pot
2: you can also find a good bough we have as i say about six or seven different kinds of fresh greens and you can create um a thriller with those a couple of yeah Bits, bits of noble back to back it's a beautiful thriller and then you just start filling in so it's a giant bouquet of fresh greens the uh, amount of bling you put in is up to you, it can be sparkle and, and showy or it can be natural things, you know grasses and seed heads It's whatever you like but it's typically something that people would, would see as they approach your home Yeah. so it's a beautiful winter decoration that would be you would use it much as you use a summer decoration on your porch pot. I mean, on yeah. your porch or your deck or your patio. In
1: front of your garage, you know, on either yeah. side of your garage doors yeah. or that yeah. sort of thing, just to create some in, uh, some Christmas interest. I will be making mine today, this weekend, hopefully. Um, but I'll bring pots up from the backyard that, mm-hmm. you know, are no longer have plants mm-hmm. in them. And I'll place them at different spots um, along the front walk or from so the garage. So you do several? I do several, yeah. That's great. And... I, There there are times when I've just used, if I've had a a decorative grass in the middle of one of those pots, I leave it Mm -hmm. and use that as my thriller. Right. And then put the greens around it. And uh, I'll scavenge from my yard for all the stuff I need. Uh, Yeah, yeah. grass plumes. um, I've got some acanthus seed heads that are just gorgeous. Um, I'll save allium seed heads from the summer.
2: Nice globe.
1: Globes, yeah. Look like... You can you can spray paint them different colors if you want to add some bling yeah. to them, um, and I'll I'll cut greens off of my spruces and pines and junipers and yeah and and create a porch pot.
2: It's it's fun. It's festive. Um, it's low maintenance. Mm-hmm. You know I would try to water it on on oh, mild yeah. days. Yeah, um, and hopefully if you've given those greens a fresh cut, a good soak, mm-hmm. some of the anti-desiccant, um, these things really will do well. They will do less well on a bright, hot western exposure against or the southern wall. Yeah, yeah.
1: That I have two of them on the on the garage that are straight south. Yeah. And if I can get a month out of them, I feel good. Yeah, yeah. And that that's not in, bad.
2: Just into the new year.
1: Yeah, but then the ones that are in the shade all the time along the porch and that sort of thing, they'll last well into February. Mm-hmm. I, and I get tired of them. I get rid of them after. They're still decent. And right. I, st- I just get tired of having right. them there.
2: Right. And I, one year, I, I took um, the ingredients, the the picks, the mm-hmm. accessories that you put into a porch pot for the holidays, so reds, greens, gold, um, and I got some blue and silver for the new year mm. and put that yeah, in. That yeah. just made a nice change of pace.
1: I've uh, I've actually started thinking about Christmas decor um, in, in my plantings in the yard so that mm-hmm. I have material to scavenge from. I, I, a few years ago, I planted some winterberry, which is a... It's a holly, yeah. but it's deciduous. So it loses its leaves, and what's left behind are these stems just covered in red berries. Beautiful red berries. And this year, it was finally big enough that I, I could feel like it's okay to cut a few branches. It won't be that noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: What do the berries on that look like in the summertime?
1: They're, um, they're green to start okay. with, but usually by late August, mid to late August, they're red, yeah. even with the foliage on.
2: And it's a beautiful, rich dense red yeah it is it's, it's a good one gorgeous
1: and you you pay good money for them in the store as far as cut branches mm-hmm. of winterberry
2: mm-hmm. and then as you say you've got you've got curly willow you've got red twig dogwood <laughs> absolutely you know some of the ones that we used to make are what kind of prim and proper and now I see things going out of Tagawa's we, we have um, that custom container porch yeah pot, and I see some of those going on and they're just gorgeous and they've got twigs and curls and. It's yeah. really it's really a fun. I've got fun some herb. of
1: that, um Filbert that Oh yeah. Harry yeah. Louder's yeah. walking yeah. stick. Yeah. I can I cut branches off of that.
2: Yeah. Oh that's great. Yeah. We'll
1: so put. just whatever's around the yard. Yeah. And then I will go and buy some like the incense cedar and mm-hmm. some of the some of the things that I can't grow. Right. But I like the effect that they create.
2: And so. the greens are grown just for the record as a crop. Mm-hmm. People aren't you know, the, the vendors we deal with are not out there raiding the forest. This is their crop, just like Christmas trees are a crop. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, So it's agriculture. So, yeah, it's just, I love playing with the greens. I love it. Well, soak them. Soak them.
1: Soak them before you use them. Overnight, if you can, submerge them completely underwater.
2: With a fresh cut, even better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and if you've got a gardening question for us here, um, whether it be outdoor or indoor gardening... The telephone number here is 303-477-2473 and speaking of indoor gardening yes sir houseplants i remember in the 70s when i was in college houseplants were all the rage terrariums macrame and it's back yeah
2: yeah big time with the addition now of succulents Mm -hmm. air plants yeah um i have a sister-in-law in california who is gaga over hoya Oh, okay. So it just, you know, and I like Hoya. She adores Hoya. So kind of depending where you are in the country. Mm -hmm. But yeah, people have smaller places. A lot of people don't have a yard. Mm -hmm. Um, And they just want that tropical jungle feel somewhere where they live inside their dwelling.
1: Even if it's just one room in the house.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That you can go and escape to.
2: And uh, right after the first of the year when we kind of have the holidays behind us, Tagawas really will ramp up that houseplant inventory and the focus goes indoors for a few months.
1: I've seen that as a trend Mm -hmm. in most of the garden centers around but uh, you guys have a really large houseplant area and so you and you carry some of the most interesting plants Uh, whoever does your buying is uh, good at at sourcing things.
2: That's our Dakota he's great yeah he's great Um, and when one of the Zoom classes one of the first Zoom classes we did um, this year, back in January, a year ago almost, uh, was finding things around your house that could serve as a container for a little succulent. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I'm more of a drill person than a kitchen implement person. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, you don't cook. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Cook. So, I, so you probably don't have a colander sitting around or
0: anything. <laughs> I have
2: a couple, I dust them off. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I went and got the, what is it called, a keyhole bit and, and was able to drill through. Went to the, to the thrift store, got some mugs, got a china cup, got a, a little thing that was probably at some point a uh, soap dish. Mm-hmm. It's a little bathtub, oh,
1: a okay. little
2: ceramic bathtub, and I drilled holes in that. Yeah. And I put a bunch of succulents in there, and they just now are going, okay, we're kind of done. So almost a year of putting plants in containers that were not meant to hold plants. And,
1: and it's been what great fun. Drilling holes is important. Yeah. yeah. Very important to have some drainage there. No. But excellent. What kind of soil did you use? Did you go with a, a c- cactus and succulent soil or just half a normal potting?
2: If, if I'm doing succulents, I do potting soil half with a cactus mix half. Okay. Good drainage and it's enough nutrients for these little guys to be happy. Mm-hmm. So I was real I was real pleased they come out. We we plant I planted a shoe a real fancy lady's shoe, yeah, and that lasted about six months until the leather gave up the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but look around and use your imagination and find things <coughs> that are familiar to you. Yeah, will be unlike anything else you'll ever see. I planted an old-timey sifter, mm-hmm. great drainage. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so just yeah, it's fun to just create something a little bit different. And as you and Jim say it may do fine but if it dies after several months you know there are more
1: it's an opportunity yeah
2: yeah there are more and and some of the ones we do, wine glasses martini glasses i didn't drill those i just made sure that i was watching the the watering real carefully
1: yeah so, which is hard to do outside
2: oh yeah yeah how yeah, to do it. but you know on your desk you can see through the little martini glass it's mm-hmm. fun just do something a little different everybody's gonna get cabin fever yeah you know on about the middle of january
1: my daughter-in-law got me hooked on cactus and succulent, mostly succulents. Um, she didn't have room in her their apartment to winter things over, right. so she brought them to me, and I'd winter them over. Well, in the meantime, I got attached to them.
2: <laughs> now you're in custody fight. And then it's
1: like. I need a cutting off of that and leave yeah. and, and now it's, they just multiplied. And, and that's the other cool thing about them, especially succulents. Mm-hmm. Not, not so much with cactus, I guess. But with succulents, they, they grow, I feel, fairly quickly. Yeah. And if they outgrow the, the container and you don't want to pot them up into a bigger container, cut the top out of them, root that, discard the rest, and repot it.
2: Yeah.
1: Boom, you're done.
2: It's, um, succulents are just amazing. And mm-hmm. it's been a r- real satisfaction to me over the years that I've been at Tagawas because it used to be that everything had to have a flower. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. we started seeing interest in ornamental grasses yes. and in succulents, which don't flower that often, but when they do, it's pretty spectacular.
1: But they have such cool foliage.
2: Yeah, that's, and that's it. It's all about the, d- the lines and that, that haze, that's the blue, the blue-green colors. Yeah. It's just, <clears throat> we, we uh, did succulents on top of a pumpkin years ago oh that's a good one yeah. it was just beautiful and uh-huh. you know the succulents outlived the pumpkins
1: well of course then you had to get a, you had <laughs> yeah. to be ready with a pot yeah yeah, if you want to save them but it was great well let's uh let's get out to the phones we've got ann waiting to talk to us out in highlands ranch good morning ann good morning hi there
2: um
0: i hi i um cut my canis down before they froze And put them in the box in the garage and did everything just right, except for one thing. I didn't put them in vermiculite. I just put them in like dry dry ish pot, you know, potting soil. Okay. And now they are about a foot high. They are growing.
1: Yeah, mine do. Mine do the same thing. I bring mine, I just leave them in the pots um, and bring them in and put them in the basement and just I just don't water them Uh, and they'll put up some foliage but that they'll give up after a while don't worry about don't worry too much about it if if uh, if you want to you can go through and and just cut the foliage off and and just encourage them not to put up any more growth for a while by withholding water and keeping them nice and cool and that that'll do more than anything but yeah they'll they'll try to grow and that's not unusual and it's fine
0: Oh, okay. All right. So I could cut off the foliage.
1: Absolutely. Or
0: I could leave it then.
1: You could leave it, but then when you bring them up um, in the spring, when you start to pot them up or whatever for for getting them ready for spring, you'll want to cut that old stuff off that grew during the winter anyway because it'll be ugly.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I was really quite worried about it because... um, Probably, if, but it wouldn't have mattered if I put it in vermiculite or not. I just didn't want to bother to go buy some.
1: No, that's that's fine. Like I said, I just leave mine in the pots they grew in all summer. I cut the tops off and move the pots inside. Okay.
2: All right. Thank you.
1: You bet. Thanks for calling, Ann.
2: What about... Uh what about watering over the winter?
1: I, I try not to. Not a
2: bit? Not a drop?
1: Not, not a bit. Not if they're in the pots. Okay. If, they're, if they were growing in the ground outside and mm-hmm. I had to dig them up and so they're bare root, then I would probably pack them in peat moss or vermiculite, uh, something that I could add some moisture to if they need it. You don't want them to get so dry that they get dry, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that they just dry up right. and die. Completely. Yeah. Because you do want to maintain that viability. But you don't want to keep them so wet that, number one, they grow. Right. And number two, they might rot.
2: Sure. Sure. But I know we we talk about sometimes, you and Jim do, about when you have a plant that you're you're overwintering indoors, Mm -hmm. especially in a pot, should you give it a dribble of water now and then to keep it from going dusty dry? Or is it fine? Is there enough moisture in that, you know, the base?
1: For me... In, in my situation, I mean, my pots are 16, 18, right. 20 inches in diameter. Exactly. So I feel like there's enough moisture in those pots for the entire winter. Okay. Now, if, you, if you've got them in small pots, then you may want to give them a dribble of water just to keep them from dehydrating too much.
2: The bulb itself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. Oh, and
1: especially if they're bare root, yes, yeah, definitely you'll want to sprinkle a little
2: moisture keep on them. the medium, them. slightly moist. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, and that, that holds true for elephant ears and uh, calla lilies and begonias, things that you're wintering over in a, trying to keep them in a fairly dormant state. My stupid elephant ears, they keep wanting to put up growth as well. And, and you could, you could treat them as a houseplant, the elephant ears, you could, and just grow them all winter long. I don't have that kind of space. Right. And so every time they put up a leaf, I cut it off. Okay. Uh, t- that does two things. It, for me, it says, I'm sending a message to the plant, stop growing. Yeah. All right? Just, just hold off. Chill Knock out. it off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and number two, it's it just uh, that much less plant material down there that could get bugs.
2: Bugs, insects. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And when you're bringing things in from outside, I don't care how much you clean them off, wash them off, cut them back, spray them down with whatever, you're going to bring something in with them. It's just going to happen. It happens to me every single year. And I I feel like I, I'm pretty thorough. Mm. But uh, I was down there. Uh, she mentioned cannas earlier. I was down in the basement checking things out. <clears throat> and I had some cannas that were up six or eight inches tall trying to put some new leaves on with aphids on them. Wow. Okay. Now, I don't know how they got there. They They must have been. Excuse me. They must have been in the potting soil. They must have been in the still in, in whatever was left after I cut things back down in those tissues. Mm. I don't know how they managed it. But I guess all it takes is one. because Actually, two. Oh, well, no, with aphids. Oh, that's true. That's they, they, they don't aphids, need.
2: Yeah. I have seen those pictures of them. They don't
1: need the boy-girl mama, thing. <laughs>
2: mama aphid going.
1: Yeah. just just <laughs> pops them out. Yeah, it
2: does. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we have a caller
1: we do let's go out and talk to uh brian in lafayette good morning brian
4: hey how are you guys doing
1: i figured hey. it was that brian how are you doing brian wheat
4: it is hey i'm doing well doing well wishing you guys a wonderful holiday season and we're just up here in lafayette uh we've got some beautiful points that is i just wanted to call in and let people know that man we are lucky to live in colorado where we have some of the best growers of uh, of potted material. You know, um, when I go around the country, and, and again, this is Brian from Lafayette Florist and Greenhouses. Oh, good! I'm glad uh, you identified. Country, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks. You know, and I and I and I go to a convention or something, and I you know talk to flower growers or I talk to retailers, and everybody's always just so impressed that or are so happy for us that we have such good growers in our area for for potted material. So I just wanted to. Make sure our, our listeners know that, uh, you know, we have some of the best poinsettias and some of, the, some of the best holiday plants that are grown right here by small family uh, businesses. And, uh, you know, if you're going to buy poinsettias, and we hope you do, uh, make sure to get them locally at our local garden centers and flower shops that are grown here locally and for the quality and for the, uh, the wonderful selections. And so I just kind of have that on my thoughts today as I'm heading to the greenhouse. And we have probably a 1,000 of them in the greenhouse right now at our place. And I know all of our other independent garden centers do. And I just encourage people to get a nice poinsettia and support your local uh, growers and your local uh, greenhouses.
1: Well, I think it's a great point to make that uh, guys like you, independent garden centers, they know where to source the nicest stuff. You know the growers that produce the most beautiful um, material, whether it's poinsettias or geraniums or what have you. Um, yeah. As opposed to somebody who's sitting in Dallas buying for half the country and they have no idea uh, where they're getting their stuff, you know they've never gone right. to see the grower, they've never gone to see the plant. Uh, you have.
4: Yeah, I've been. I, well, we grew our own for probably thirty years, and I've been uh, I've been sourcing them out locally. Um, and what that does for us is, you know, it, it 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 opens up some greenhouse space, and then we can all share in the the wonderful cost of uh, of the of the boiler and the wonderful cost <laughs> of the, the heating cost, things like yeah. this to get them grown. If, if we grow them together, you know, it's a, almost like a co-op that where people are growing them for us. And as long as we use the local growers, we, we get the best quality that we possibly can. Um, so I just was kind of calling on that and telling everybody that, uh, you know, come up and see us at Lafayette Florist if you get a chance. We've been there for 72 years. Uh, we're in our fourth generation. I had some extra greenhouse space over the last few years, and uh, we we did some uh, hemp in the greenhouses, um, just some CBD oil-type hemp. And now they have kind of moved on, and I've got a space now where we're doing culinary mushrooms, um, and it's kind of a new thing, and uh, we're very excited about that. I've got a mushroom grower, a local mushroom grower, uh, leasing one of my greenhouses and doing some really wonderful stuff with the uh, like 15 different varieties of mushrooms wow that's kind of another aspect yeah keith will talk about it sometime it's a very interesting uh area that uh that we're kind of going into And, and again i'm leasing some area uh because we do have a large a large facility so you know we're always looking for the newest thing and growing and the newest thing and uh you know even though we've been there 72 years we still feel like we're we're pretty new in uh and uh in in our thoughts and ideas of moving forward in the in the you know in the horticulture of business
1: well you keep up uh, on you keep up on the trends
4: well i tried to yeah yeah you wouldn't know about my haircut but the rest of it is you know (laughs) (laughs) no kidding so but anyway well thanks for you know always um you know talking flowers and uh being on the air and we appreciate it and we need to get together soon my friend and uh and and talk about plants
1: I'd love that. why don't you tell everybody where you're located?
4: I'm not sure right no, no i mean not not south exactly south
1: where you are in this minute, but where your business is. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Six hundred south public road, downtown old town, Lafayette, Colorado. uh you just head north out of Denver, and you run right into our greenhouse it's It's, it's pretty good size, so uh now come up and see us in Lafayette. It's a great great town. And we have a lot to offer, and uh, we appreciate all that you guys do. Thank you I so bet,
1: much. I bet Lori's got the the floral shop all decorated up for Christmas like usual.
4: She does. She does. They do a great job. You know, it's it's me and my, my wife, Lori, and Sandy, and, and our son, Tanner, now. And we have great managers at our place. Uh, life is pretty good up here. Um, you know, we've all been dealing with a lot of stuff, as every business has. But we appreciate our employees, and we appreciate all the hard work that they do to keep our place looking good and you can find us anytime at www.lafayetteflorist.com uh we can send flowers around the corner around the world or you can come up and see our garden center this year amaryllis are very popular this year and of course we have a lot of those we have a lot of the paper white narcissists we have a we have uh gosh just a multitude of all the flowers and plants you want so again support your local mom and pops and uh, your garden centers, and, uh, you know, have a Merry Christmas, everybody.
1: Thanks, Brian. You too. All
4: right. Thank you, man. Uh-huh.
1: All right. We've got to take a quick break. Uh, you are listening to The Garden Wise Show with Keith Funk and special guest Luann Aiken from Tagawa Gardens. We are going to be right back after this break on 810
6: The Legend. The friendly folks at Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden look forward to seeing you during the holiday shopping period complimentary hot cider and hot chocolate plus cookies will be available for your enjoyment our elves have turned the greenhouse and gift store into a magical winter wonderland Jared's has one of the best stores around you'll find delightful Christmas ornaments and decor as well as unique gift items for everyone on your list items from whimsical to elegant if you haven't visited us during the Christmas season you'll be very surprised at the variety and quality of the available product Fresh cut Christmas trees and greenery are in stock and looking beautiful. We hang our trees so you can easily see all sides. You'll find beautiful noble Fraser and Nordman fir as well as grand Douglas and balsam fir. Most are available in several sizes from 4 feet to 12 feet. There are limited numbers of trees above 8 feet tall. There are limited number of 10 feet and up native concolor collar fir available. Santa's helpers will put fresh cut on your tree and tie it on your vehicle for a safe trip home. They do, however, really love pickups this time of year. Wreaths are available in sizes from eight inch rings to 12 inch rings. The elves can provide a bow or even custom decorate a wreath for you. You'll also find fresh garland and bows of various kinds. Locally grown poinsettias in several sizes and beautiful Christmas cactus are in stock. In addition to Christmas decor and gift items, of course, standard everyday items you might need are available, potting soil, decorative pots, plants, seeds, mulch, things you expect to find at a garden center, no matter the season. Jared's Christmas hours are 9 to 7 weekdays and 9 to 5 weekends.
3: Flowers make holiday celebrations extra special. At Lafayette, Florist, Gift Shop, and Garden Center, we make it easy to thank a host, send holiday wishes, and deck your halls. Let us help with your gift list. We can deliver fresh floral bouquets and holiday plants locally and across the country. At Lafayette Florist, it's easy to send a heartfelt sentiment. Visit our website for beautiful holiday choices. Order online at www.lafayetteflorist.com. Call us at 303-665-5555 or stop by. We're open daily. These unprecedented times call for making new memories, and flowers should be a part of everyone's celebration. Make those holiday video calls a little brighter with flowers in the screenshot. Send an Instagrammable floral hug to all the special people in your life. Call us, order online, or stop by. We take care of all the arrangements in all parts of the country. Lafayette Florist, Gift Shop, and Garden Center, located at 600 South Public Road, in the heart of Lafayette.
1: Well, welcome back to the Garden Wise Show. My name is Keith Funk. I'm going to be your host today, your gardening host. Yes. And uh, with me is Luann Aiken, instead of Jim Borland, the usual voice you have. uh, We've got Luann Aiken from Tagawa Gardens joining me today.
2: Happy to be here.
1: Jim is on hiatus
2: yes yes
1: it sounds painful um, and the telephone number here is 303-477-2473 if you've got a gardening question indoors or outdoors or all around the town that give us a give us a call and uh, we'll be happy to answer your questions if we don't know the answer we'll make something up and we've got uh, Vilma waiting to talk to us right now out in Denver good morning Vilma
2: good morning and good morning Um,
0: My question to you today is, is it too early to wrap the small tree trunk? No. In the past, you have said to do it right after Thanksgiving, but right now we are having such a warm weather that I hesitate to do it.
1: No, you can go ahead and do it now.
0: Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Well, as you know, I always enjoy your show, Arista race
1: well, I really appreciate that, Vilma. It's good to hear from you again.
0: Okay. You have a happy holiday.
1: Thank you, you too, Vilma. You too. Thank you. Yes. Uh, wrapping trees. Wrapping trees. Is important. Uh, young trees, especially fruit trees. And
2: fruit trees. Thin
1: bark trees. Um, thin bark trees like what, he says. Well, maples. Okay. When they're young, they're very thin barked. Locust trees, definitely. Um, lindens. There are a number of trees that have very thin bark when they're young. And what you're protecting from is not a disease. It's not an insect. It's not uh, anything like that. It's You're protecting it from the environment that we have here in January, February. And so normally I tell people, start wrapping your trees Thanksgiving.
2: After we've had some good hard freezes to kill most of the insects because you don't want them sheltering inside that wrap.
1: Exactly. And so... and, and you know, the the general rule of thumb is on a Thanksgiving off at Easter. Right. That's something that's easy to remember in your brain. And uh, at least in my brain.
2: <laughs> take, the, take the easy ones when you can find yeah, them. Yeah, right?
1: exactly. Low-hanging fruit. Um, and you start from the bottom of the tree and you wrap up into the first set of branches. Right. And use some tape not a nail or a staple gun or a thumbtack use some tape
2: tape the tape tape the tree wrap onto itself yes not onto the tree not
1: onto the tree and you will want to wrap it fairly tight and overlap each row by about an inch or so because it will relax a bit once you've put it on and then it'll start to sag and then you'll have gaps but the reason you're putting this stuff on is in january february we'll have had some cold weather and then all of a sudden we'll go through a week of what feels like spring. Mm-hmm. You know, the temperatures get up into the 50s. It's nice and sunny because we always have sun here. And on the south and southwest side of the tree, that bark heats up.
2: It starts to wake up.
1: It starts to wake up and it thinks, oh, it's spring. Let's get going. But then we got dropped back down into some freezing cold temperatures again. And it kills those early cells. Those so. little
2: cells burst. Yeah. Right.
1: It kills them. And so you get this vertical strip up the south side of your tree southwest side of your tree that dies the the bark dies and starts to peel off and that's called sun scald sun scald
2: right it goes into the heart oh yeah it
1: goes all the way down to the wood
2: yeah
1: um so sun scald that's what happens it's an environmental problem something you can can prevent with some tree wrap it's inexpensive and it's definitely worth the effort to put it on for the first few years while that tree is getting established and while it still has its what I call juvenile bark, mm-hmm. the real thin stuff. Um, yeah, so that's, I would recommend you do that on a regular basis. Trees aren't cheap anymore. Right. You know? Right. Well, they never really were cheap, but everything's gotten more expensive. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So it's, it's an investment and uh, when you put a tree in the yard. So it's an investment for you. It's an investment for the future. Take care of it.
2: And that wound will, will prevent that tree, the root system, from supporting the top growth as much, yeah. the upper growth, exactly. as much as ideally it would.
1: Well, you know, they've done studies. And, and with trees, specific roots underground hook up with specific branches up above. And so if you've lost a chunk of the trunk, you've lost a pathway right. for the nutrients and water to go up and down to those specific branches. Now, the tree will accommodate. It will Reroute things uh, to to get water and nutrients where they go, but not as efficiently as if that if that tissue was still intact. Right. So and and the tree will heal from this. I I call it healing. That's kind of a it covers it. Yeah, Yeah. it new wood will start to roll in from the edges, Mm -hmm. and and eventually over time, depending on how wide that gap is, um, that wood will roll in from the sides and eventually close and cover that wound. So in the meantime, just keep it clean. Mm-hmm. No black pr- tree paint, no cement, you know, don't put anything on it. Just keep it clean. If the, if the bark is loose and peeling off, gently remove the loose bark so that it doesn't leave a place for insects to uh, shelter.
2: But with a real clean edge, you're not pulling on it. No,
1: you're not pulling on it. You're just taking the loose stuff off, mm-hmm. the stuff that's going to fall off. You don't want to yank on it and, and tear into the the living the new wood that's trying to grow in from the sides. So, um, and that's just, some people call it Southwest disease. Mm-hmm. It's not a disease. It's right. an environmental problem, uh, an environmental issue that we have here that is fairly unique to the higher elevations and to the drier western part of the country. So you just have to watch the, those those trees. That, the trees we plant here really aren't. They they didn't evolve in this kind of climate. <laughs> <laughs> they evolved. We want them, we want them but, but they didn't evolve.
2: We want them now.
1: So, there you go. Okay. That's called tree wrap, and you can buy that. At any of the garden centers will have it. I doubt if you'll find it at any big box store ever. I think the only place you're going to find it is the garden centers. It's kind of a crepe papery sort of. Yeah,
2: it looks just like the crepe paper. Yeah. I don't even know if kids use crepe paper. I don't either, <laughs> but it's brown, yeah, it's brown, so it blends in. And a little stretchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it takes maybe a minute yeah not Maybe long at all if you got the tree wrap in hand mm-hmm. um yeah it's it, a little tiny task that can bring make a huge difference
1: it does and you'll see you see the professionals do it all the cities and parks and that sort of thing they're out there already wrapping their trees so go mm-hmm. ahead and get it done
2: and when in doubt well it's been two years it's been three, do it there's no harm no you know, to doing it an extra year or two if you're not quite sure if your mm-hmm. tree is mature enough to have bark that can stand up to that.
1: Excellent point. Yeah. yeah. Good. And then uh, pretty soon you're going to be looking at rose colors as well. Yes. Uh, it's still, to me, too warm yeah. to put rose colors on.
2: But there are winters when now would be fine. Absolutely. <laughs> this isn't one of those this winters. This isn't one
1: of those winters. You want You want cold weather to be settling in for, you know for a normal sort of winter weather type pattern and uh, we aren't there yet in fact i bet roses i bet people still have roses with green leaves and probably even some flowers at yeah, this point yeah
2: i know we have a caller, but we might talk about plant confusion or confused plants when we come back out just because stupid plants what? well i like i'm more gentle than that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my material you're more forgiving you? yeah. <laughs> just confused
1: hey sean how much time do we have two minutes Let's see. Yeah, let's uh, let's go out to Sharon real quick. Good morning, Sharon. Hi. Hi. You have some hydrangeas you want to cut back?
0: Yes. They're full of blossoms. They're, they're the kind that are about six foot tall. Uh, one's a limelight. Oh, okay. And how far can I safely cut those back to kind of reduce the size and get rid of the blossoms? <laughs>
1: well, you can go ahead and, and cut them back a little bit now, but there's a lot of energy stored in those stems for the plant to make it through the winter. Okay. So, minimal, minimal pruning now. Off. Yeah, you can take the blossoms off uh and and that's about it. And then next spring, once the new growth starts, as soon as you start to see those buds breaking, then you can you can be brutal. You can you can take it back by 50% or more.
0: Oh, yay. Okay. <laughs> that's great. What's going to happen to the quince and the lilac that re that lost leaves and rebloomed and and put
1: new leaves on? They'll continue to put new leaves on in the spring. You probably won't see quite as big of a floral show as normal. But, uh, yeah, they'll be fine.
2: Okay. Well, thank you.
1: You're welcome. For Thanks for calling, Sharon.
2: Mm-hmm. And I know we're up against a break, but hydrangea flowers dried are gorgeous. They are. Just gorgeous. Yeah. That whole blossom just looks, it's, it's, if it stays intact nicely, mm-hmm. it's great. Great stuff. And if you
1: want to add some color back into it, if you want, if you don't want just the, the off green or the brownish color, you can get some floral spray paint. Mm-hmm. And and there's some that you can you know just a light dusting of color on them will, add some life back to them, and you can use them in dried arrangements and Christmas, porch pots. Yeah,
2: Lena at, from Attagauas uh-huh. pulls her hydrangea blossoms and puts them in her porch pots. It's a big visual statement. Yeah, I bet. Really good stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. And they'll last. A good long time, yeah. unless they're really beat up by the weather. Exactly. Yeah. Good. But, uh, they'll last a long time in the house. The, without, in fact, dogs. It, without dogs. Without uh, dogs, <laughs> you'll probably end up getting so much dust on them that you'll try <laughs> to clean them, and they'll just shatter. So that's when you get rid of them. <laughs> good, <laughs> enough. good enough. All right. Well, that music says that we have to take a break at the top of the hour here, which lasts about two seconds, and then we'll we be back. We break it a Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, you're listening to The GardenWise Show with the Garden Wise Guys right here on 810 The Legend.